Um, hello people, um, it's been a while, two weeks I think, we're not here last week, we had some little technical issues but thank god we're back and we're excited to be back with you. Uh, so today we have a beautiful Loretta in the house and yeah she's beautiful and she's going to be talking to us about um, silent killer diseases. You know these things that um, you don't know you have them but you have them and then it's not until someone dies that we realize that oh my goodness so this person was going through this or this person had this and we didn't know um let me tell you a sad story um two years ago i think last year december 20 november 2017 i lost my brother-in-law because he had this heart issues and we didn't know he had it until after his death he died of cardiac arrest so it was until after that investigations and all of that and found out that oh, he had this and this and this. We didn't pay attention to the symptoms, the chest pain, the headaches, the frequent aches and all of that. Nobody paid attention to it because we didn't know what he was suffering, so to say. So um, I, learned, I learned that with that experience, I learned not to ignore symptoms and um, I started reading far and wide, basically. So we have we suffer things people suffer things around us and they don't know what they're going through and um, so this is not a sad story and this is not a sad sad time um larissa is going to be talking to us about silent killer diseases um the types of silent killer diseases the common ones what to look out for symptoms and what to do when we have such um symptoms who to go to to talk to and all so um the voice you'll be hearing now is voice of beautiful loretta and uh, she's blushing i wish you people would be seeing her <laughs> all right loretta thanks okay. for coming on our podcast thank you good afternoon, good afternoon. my name is loretta okay i'm informatics student final year okay okay. okay um i'll be talking on silent killer diseases okay these are diseases that they produce little or no symptoms and they can lead to death if not detected early or if not controlled. Okay, mainly they are asymptomatic. There is no particular um, symptom that is associated with them. It's a cluster of signs and symptoms. Okay, then um, example of these silent killer diseases, the common ones, you have your cardiac arrest, heart failure, hypertension, um, diabetes, cancer, and even hepatitis. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, let's talk about hypertension now. Okay. okay we're going to talk basically on muscularized hypertension, diabetes, and cancer, okay. and hepatitis. Okay. okay, on hypertension, okay, what is hypertension? Hypertension is just a persistent rise in blood pressure above 128. 128 is like the basal um, line. That's 120 over 80 millimeter mercury. 120 is for the systolic pressure. Why 80 is for the diastolic pressure. Okay, somebody can just run and maybe the blood pressure is high. You can't say the person is hypertensive. Before you say person is hypertensive, person must have taken the blood pressure like three times, maybe three times in a week. Exactly. So, that's when you cannot say yes this patient is hypertensive yes okay. or maybe it's maybe even when you check it once can be very high mm-hmm. then um some of the causes of this hypertension the primary cause of hypertension is unknown 
you can't see this is the reason because most times a patient will come to the hospital he didn't come to check his blood pressure he didn't call he came for maybe to treat malaria or to treat typhoid and end of the day because these are the hospital now is compulsory process i must check your blood pressure before you see your consultant That's nice. yes okay so you now find out that ah this patient is hypertensive he may not even know hypertension was not what brought him or her to the hospital okay. something else brought her and then you now find out that he or she is hypertensive okay we'll come later to the issue of pregnant women with hypertension yeah okay so then the other causes of hypertension you can have genetics your family history okay. is like the most prominent cause of hypertension um i'm wondering because when you say that um you have it you don't know you have it how is not um you science people and you have explain it now <laughs> okay. because is it that it's in our dna so yes it's in your gene it's passed down by from generation to generation okay that's one problem with almost silent killer disease is passed down so there's a gene that goes for all those things genetics you understand okay. so when your dad when you are giving birth to if you it might be a carrier of that particular gene okay. sometimes maybe your parents have it maybe one of your parents have it mm. you might be lucky you won't get them down with hypertension, hypertension but your brother might okay. because okay another cause or another one factor of hypertension is that it's more prominent in men as a man you are prone, <laughs> <laughs> you are prone to have hypertension yes okay. like they are more disposed to hypertension mm. than women yeah. yes so that one is gender. You know, women doesn't come down with it, but, yeah, but it's more expressed. Yes, it's more expressed in men. Then age, age is another factor. As you grow older, your blood pressure will never remain the same. Oh, yes. okay. Adulting is a problem. Adulting is also a problem. As you get, that's why people above fifty years of age, they are being advised to always check their blood pressure as much as you can. Maybe once every two weeks, you always allow, you always advise to check your blood pressure. Okay. Then, um, you have stress can also be a factor. Someone can be stressed. Maybe during his youth days, he was very stressed with work, and then when he gets older, it starts showing off in you. Body. Okay. Then you have um, too much salt intake. So people love salt too so much, and salt contains sodium. Yeah. Okay, sodium is like um, how do I explain it now? <laughs> okay, we just say to limit that we have sodium goes, water goes okay. in, in the vessels. So as sodium is going, it's bringing in water, it's pulling in water, and that can increase the blood uh, pressure in the blood vessels. Okay, so the heart starts pumping. Faster, the blood pressure is actually like the vessels are being constricted. So for what for blood and water to pass through, there's the pressure. You know where like a pipe yeah. when you is constricted. So putting pressure on yes that on, the vessels, on the vessels like that. Okay, so that's so what blood pressure, pressure is all about. Yeah. Then sometimes you can even it's have ink. something like this. It's very small. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, you also have there are also drugs that mm-hmm. can. Cause, cause hypertension. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person is being like not less addicted to the drug or takes it often. Like you have NSAIDs to diclofenac. Diclofenac? Yes, diclofenac. <laughs> yes, they have diclofenac sodium and diclofenac potassium. For hypertensive patients, you are advised to go for diclofenac potassium. Okay? Because of that sodium. Sodium will increase. increase Remember what I said? Yeah. Exactly. Blood, blood pressure. pressure. So you're at risk. 
So it's better and safer to go for like clofenac potassium. Yes. Then also, okay, you have antidepressants for people that are depressed. The drugs have tendencies to increase depressing blood pressure. Yes. So you always, uh, I always advise patients that if you go to hospital and you're meeting your consultant for the first time, tell your patient, tell your doctor that you have this particular condition. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you um. You have gone to a hospital before, maybe a pharmacy, and they told you your blood pressure was high. Can you always tell a doctor? Maybe he missed it. You never can tell, okay? Because those conditions will help him to know the next line of action. Because there are some drugs that you are not supposed to take, and there's some you are supposed to take. So, okay. Then I've said the normal blood pressure is 120 over 80 millimeter mercury. Yeah. Then we have stages of hypertension. Okay. We have the pre-hypertensive stage. This pre-hypertensive stage. In this stage, you cannot say the patient is hypertensive. Mm. Okay, that's um, 120 to 139 for the systolic and 80 to 89 for the diastolic. Okay. Then, but when it comes to 140, 159, this is where treatment commences at stage okay. one. This okay. is where treatment commences. Can I say this patient is hypertensive? Okay, then at the hypertensive stage, I always advise them to have enough rest, sleep. Um, if you know what, maybe a person is stressed, your lifestyle, try and work out. Because apart from the pharmacological aspect, that's the drug aspect of treating hypertension, of sorry, managing hypertension. <laughs> because it's like a lifetime uh, there's condition. No there's no treatment, it's being managed. Yeah. In medicine, we use management, not okay, treatment. Not Just like somebody say, I'm a preparation, it's lumen. I'm so that means there's basically like no cure for hypertension. Um, can I say there's no cure? I won't say there's no cure, okay, but it can but be managed. It can be managed to point that the patient becomes stabilized. Okay. Before you go off your intensive drug, always consult your doctor or pharmacist okay. because you can never say and you always have to check. So that means a little thing can trigger it again yes, and, and that's it. go back to status quo. Thank you. Alright. <laughs> so, so at this, um, the non-pharmacological aspect now, the two major things, the major thing is um, exercise and your food. Okay. Watch what you eat. Of course, you reduce your salt intake. Definitely. Then your exercise level, you always have to exercise. Sedentary lifestyle, from one car to another, no road walks, no jogging. From one, you come down, you enter car, you know, kind of, if you notice, we used to call hypertension rich man disease sometimes. Yeah, all these people are yes, drivers. Yes, exactly. They don't work out. Some of them do work out. Some don't. Some know the, disadvantage. okay, like, maybe you know that your, your dad is hypertensive. Of yes. course, I have a friend there. He already knows his hypertensive. Elder brother has it. Him, he's a pharmacist. So he didn't knew early of the genetic problem he's going to have. So he started on time working out, playing football. Like among the four brothers he had, I think it was the person that doesn't have hypertension. Yeah. All, uh, all, all of them, yeah, all hypertensive apart from him. <laughs> because he found out on time and he's and he trying to prevent preventing measures. Exactly. Okay. So okay, you have the drugs for of course you have to avoid alcohol, smoking. Then for your uh, drugs, you have the beta blocker, propanolol, you have the SEI, lisinopril, and always ask your doctor to tell you the side effect of all these drugs. There's some hypertensive drugs that are not meant for me. It actually causes um, low libido, sexual dysfunction. So some of these drugs are not advised for men. Yes. So then there are side effects of looking some drugs like lisinopril, um, dry cough, that's a major side effect. So if you might take lisinopril and you find that okay, having cough. So um, 
that's it for hypertension so always try and check your blood pressure as much as you can yeah like once a week twice a week twice a week fact, once you get up to the age of 50 often young adults what would you young adults um try and not stress yourself too much <laughs> but then if is it your gene your gene, your family history mm. of course you know that you don't need to get to 50 before you start checking yours because your family is already there in the family okay then there's complication of hypertension you can have um, blindness of the eye well. when it's not controlled yes mm. because it's increasing intraocular pressure okay yes okay so on diabetes as a silent another silent killer disease okay this is um percent rise in blood sugar level. Okay. Okay. Normally, when you take food and it's being promoted by the enzymes, the insulin is supposed to take the blood, uh, the sugar from your blood to the cells. Mm-hmm. But in this case, sometimes you have your type one diabetes and type two diabetes. In type one diabetes, the body produces little or no insulin. The insulin is not enough, and sometimes it's not even being produced at all. It's like an autoimmune metabolic disorder. Okay. Yes, there is no cause for it. So much yes, that's one problem with all these silent <laughs> diseases. You can't say that this is what caused it. It yeah. can just come. There has not been a cause that has been fixed to any of them. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So then it just happens upon you, just like that. Then there is little. Okay, in type two, there is little production or there is resistance of the insulin being produced. In type 2 diabetes, you mostly see them in obese patients. Okay. Insulin is being produced, but it's resistant to, um, it can't um, see the sugar, it can't take them in, it can't act on the sugar, it can't recognize sugar as a substrate. So it's there in your system. So in these cases now, we give them what we call oral anti-diabetics or oral hypoglycemic drugs because so that it can help it increases sensitivity and there's one called insulin sensitizers it increases sensitivity of insulin to sugar sometimes it helps them take it into the um, cell and all the area of your body for activity but in type 1 in type 1 diabetes mainly we administer um, insulin injection because in this case you don't have insulin at all even the ones that is being produced is not sufficient to take in the blood the sugar out from your blood system it's that part where you say low sugar level low sugar that one that they tell you that your sugar level is low your, uh, that's okay. type 1 right no 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 your sugar no 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 your sugar level is low it's hypoglycemic that's, that's a different, different thing entirely, entirely. Um, okay yes type one is insulin is not there insulin is what acts on the sugar okay. so in type one is not there it's not sufficient enough to act on the sugar okay. so you administer insulin injections okay. yes then um hey try forget for if people administer insulin injection mm-hmm. you advise not to administer in a particular place for too long so yes, you can't administer in one spot pause for too long. You have to change if you call it the dystrophy because of redness, can that place can be swollen. Okay. Yes, then, um, okay, insulin is being released by beta cells of the pancreas. Sometimes the pancreas becomes faulty and doesn't produce enough insulin. Okay, for your normal sugar level, for fasting blood sugar level, the one that you are told in the hospital, don't eat 
after it's nine o'clock in the night mm. it's at least a minimum of eight hours don't eat within that period till the next morning you go to hospital you want to check your blood, your sugar level the next morning so you okay. by eight o'clock don't eat don't again eat. Yes. Okay. so those ones um your fasting blood sugar should be 100 milligram per deal and below Yes, Layman English, please. Okay, <laughs> hundred milligram per DL. Just okay. they will tell you hundred okay. milligram. Daily. Yes, mm-hmm. but for random blood sugar, maybe you feel like your blood sugar level is high. Just enter your pharmacy like that, and you want to run your blood sugar test immediately. Okay. In these cases, you have um, at least one forty milligram per DL and below. Okay. Yes, and more. below. What is higher below. than what is higher than one forty? It's diabetic. Yes, okay. Even above. 180 milligrams per day, the person is said to be diabetic. Okay, but yeah. below, below, yeah, okay, yes. But then, at what point do you not have that low sugar? Because I know low that sugar, there are times that when is hypoglycemia, mm. those ones maybe um, stress can cause those ones. Okay. Sometimes, when a patient is very consistent, like takes overdose of diabetic drugs mm. or combines two drugs, maybe a person takes insulin shots, takes this drug, and then eats. Okay. You find out that there's no enough food for the drugs to act for the insulin to act on. It acts on the little one, and you see the patient having hypoglycemia. Those ones is the one like you start fancy, start feeling weak. Overdose of insulin, overdose of anti-diabetic drugs can cause hypoglycemia. There's one that we call reverse hypoglycemia, hyperglycemia. You take a drug, you you took your drug in the night. To reduce um, your sugar level, maybe you forgot to eat and you sleep off. You understand? Okay. In the morning, the blood sugar levels spikes. Okay. You understand? Okay, so they don't have to bring it down. Have to bring it down. Wow. So, um, then for diabetic patients, you advise to avoid sugar sweetened beverages, oh. simple sugars, and all, because they're easily absorbed. Absorbed. So. Uh, there's one problem people have, there's one misconception people have with diabetic drugs. Sorry, okay. with diabetes. They believe that any food you take you cause sorry, carbohydrates, yes, starchy rice, food, starchy rice. foods, they are the ones that you are supposed to avoid it. Okay, I'm the one to correct that impression. Okay. If a patient is diabetic, mm. all foods leads down to glucose. All okay. food, all foods, proteins, proteins the ones you are supposed to avoid the simple sugars. The sweet ones, complex. The major thing in managing diabetes is quantity of food the person eats. Okay. You are part. A, a good. They will try to eat everything, but the quantity should be less. Portion control. Portion exactly. Portion control. It should be very very minimal. You want to eat rice, should be small beans because people now face beans and say beans. They are forgetting that when energy finishes your body, you um this cycle. At the end of the day, protein in your body, the main amino acid being converted to glucose. So. And then they are having high sugar again. <laughs> okay, Do you understand? Yeah. So it's the portion that matters. Okay. Then exercise too. Exercise is very important. Like said, they are in hypertension. Exercise is very, very important. And because you tend to work out and enough work out the sugars sugar. that you have taken. Okay. Then, so um, these drugs they are mainly your most hypertensive drugs and the anti-diabetic drug is preferably taken in the morning. Okay. Especially you have antihypertensive drugs, so I can keep your daily blood pressure in check. Okay. Yes. And what happens when you no now keep the midnight 
blood pressure and sugar level in check. You now wake up and person dies. No, no. Nah. <laughs> if you're taking your blood pressure, it's going to take check. It's only take, like it's taking hours. one daily life. Okay. It has a half, a long half, a long half life, okay. so you can concentrate for that twenty-four hours to take it the next morning. Okay. Yes. For diabetes, for diabetes, the same thing. There are some depends on the person's blood sugar level. There are some things. Uh, there are some injections. Insulin injection you take in the night. Okay. And once you take in the afternoon, it depends on how he or she is being managed. managed yes. Okay. So right. I have said about the pharmacology. Uh, sorry, the, pharmac- the drugs now. You have the metformin, the benclimid, like your gabapentin, the one we know, and mm-hmm. all those ones. Glucophage, okay. we know those ones. Yeah. Okay. Then, so for in general, okay. Apart from these two, these are the commonest ones. You also have your hepatitis and your cancer. So, like now, there are a lot of PAPS methods going on in hospital. There are some of them are even free. Hepatitis even now has a vaccine for it. Yes, there's hepatitis vaccine. There's cervical cancer vaccine too. So all the, some of these drugs, like hepatitis and cancer now, they have um, vaccine to prevent them. So once in a while, patient, I always remember people just go to hospital. Get tested. Hepatitis have st- they have uh, test strips now, like yes. payment stress strips. Okay, yes. so you can walk into a pharmacy yes, and buy hepatitis test strip. Yes, is it, um, like is urine it blood test. or urine? Urine. Urine. Yes, oh, that's easy. Yes. So okay. then, you can start always go to hospital, check your breast, just breast self examination going on. You can learn it from YouTube's. Then pass me test at least if you're in the shy bearing age, mm-hmm. you always have to go okay. for that's what the cervical, cervical and ovarian cancer. Okay. So, in general, um, some of these drugs, some of these is when they are not controlled, they can lead hypertension, can lead to diabetes, and diabetes can lead to hypertension. Yes, that's a wonderful one. So, you see patients coming out with kidney failure, you find that these patients have been hypertensive for a while and you have not been taking these drugs. So that diabetic for kidney failure. Exactly, that's what causes kidney failure. Oh, okay. I thought it was alcohol, basically. Maybe a person might be taking alcohol, or diabetic can still taking alcohol. But once the blood sugar level is not controlled, it can lead to a lot of complications. Okay. So, yeah. advice, I advise patients, once in a while, walk into a pharmacy. Not, uh, taking blood pressure these days is free. Okay. Your sugar level, I think it was like 500. Just check and... Okay, I'm be sure you're okay. okay. Yeah, before you say it's village people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have learned a lot. I don't know about you, but um, our listeners, and um, it's been an interesting episode here with Loretta in the house. Um, I know I'm going to definitely walk into a pharmacy and pick up the hepatitis test strip because I need to know my status. I'm going to go and check. Um, I'm gonna go and do the pap smear and the cervical cancer screening. Let's not start to people. Let's let's be on the safe side. Let's play. Let's play safe, basically. And um, a healthy nation is a wealthy nation. They say so. Stay healthy. It's it's um it's another episode for us. A health talk. We're on. See you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you.